Hey there, you're listening to Combo Breaker, a one-two punch of enthusiasm. Every other week, I come at you with something that I'm enjoying, and I hope that you might enjoy it too. I'm Cole, and I'm glad you're here. Let's get to it. This week, I'm talking about Steven Universe. Back when the show was airing its first run, I watched up through season three. At the time, there wasn't any more of the show for me to enjoy, so time goes on, you get busy, and I just haven't gone back to the show. Until now. I remember a lot of the show, though. I'm currently at the end of season one, and Steven Universe sure is a thing. While I don't remember everything from watching it before, I remember some overarching story beats, but I'm finding that my emotional response is like I'm watching it for the first time. It's got some real Adventure Time vibes, and by that I mean it has a cool, lighthearted facade with heavy topics and relationship drama to parse through. And I mean that for all relationships. Steven's relationship with his dad and mom, the Crystal Gems, Connie, his best friend, those around town. There's a push and pull with the visuals and the narrative that honestly pulls me. And all of a sudden I'm watching 10 episodes and I was just going to watch one for a break. It's just really digestible. And that's even taking into account Steven's annoying behavior earlier in the show. But honestly, I think that annoyance or the way he was written is in line with what his age should be, so it's, like, appropriate? But that doesn't make him less annoying, uh, but luckily he grows up pretty quickly for the most part. But Steven Universe is a show on Cartoon Network. It spanned five seasons with a total of 160 episodes, and ran from late 2013 to early 2019. There's also a movie, and I guess like an epilogue of sorts, called Steven Universe Future, but I haven't seen those, so no spoilers, y'all. The show was created by Rebecca Sugar for Cartoon Network, and apparently was Cartoon Network's first animated series created solely by a woman. Thanks, Wikipedia, for leading with a strong sentence, but it took until 2013? The show, though, follows Steven Universe, a young kid who's trying to find his place in the world. He's part human and part crystal gem. His dad is a human, and his mom, as you guessed it, she was a crystal gem. Greg, his father, is around and is a dude who lives in a van and owns a car wash who wanted to be a rock star, and and his mom, Rose Quartz, had to give up her physical form when Stephen was born. Part of the show's overarching narrative is Stephen slowly uncovering the past of the Crystal Gems and what they did and how they ended up on Earth and how Rose Quartz, his mother, was the Crystal Gem leader on Earth against the other gems and how she handled relationships amongst the gems and, of course, her relationship with Greg, his father. So, like, that was, I just rambled at you, but talk about trying to discover identity and self. Also, Steven's trying to learn how to control his crystal gem power. Since he's half crystal gem, he too has his mother's rose quartz as a belly button that also operates as a shield. It's kind of, so here's the thing. I love this show because... Because of how it handles so much. But as I just kind of rambled, listed that off, like, that's a, that's a lot for, like, a kid to go through. And I'm kind of trying to stay a little bit vague for if you somehow have never seen this show. Uh, learning the past of the Crystal Gems is, um, I feel like that's best served warm watching the show versus me kind of breaking that down for you. Because there's nuance there. But let's talk about the crystal gems in the show. 
our three main figures, along with Greg Stevens' dad, are these three crystal gems, the gems who protect Earth and serve as guardians and kind of like teachers to Stephen. We have Garnet, who is cool as hell. Uh, I love her very much. She is my favorite. She's also voiced by Estelle, and that's great. But Garnet has two dope gauntlets as weapons and has the gift of future sight. She explains she can see all possibilities, which helps her make judgments on how to move forward each day. She's quiet compared to the others and very stoic. She also, I guess, technically is the leader of the Crystal Gems now. Our second gem is Pearl, who likes to be in control, is a worrier, and is awkward, and dislikes interacting with humans. Uh, dislikes may be strong. She's uncomfortable by it. It's like she can't be social, which I get. Uh, her weapon is usually a spear, but she uh, is also well-versed in swords. She kind of gives me like a Leonardo vibe from the Ninja Turtles if Leo had the confidence and knowledge just like sandwiched with some self-doubt and anxiety. So, you know, yeah. Pearl is complicated, though. I found her really annoying when the show started, but over time, I actually really love her. And she she also has a lot going on with the emotions. And now we have Amethyst. A lot of energy and quite a bit of chaos. She has a slightly different background than the other uh, gems, Garnet and Pearl, which I'll leave for you to discover. Uh, that kind of falls into how the Crystal Gems discovered Earth, lived on Earth, fought on Earth. There's a lot going on. She's loud, often eating, which I guess gems don't really have to eat. She just really likes to do it. She's very indulgent, and I feel that. Her weapon is a whip, and with her loudness and crudeness, there's a lot she's hiding, and she's also really sweet. I see her as kind of operating as like the big sister to Steven in a lot of interactions. Those are just the main gems in the show. There's a lot more. And then there's a lion and Connie, Steven's best friend, who he has feelings for. And Connie is awesome. You should watch this show because I don't want to just break down the whole town and their relationships for you. But Connie is great. I know many uh, individuals growing up who were like Connie and family situations were like Connie's. So it's very cool to see Connie's journey in this show as well where it's not rebellion, but just kind of breaking out into her own. Ugh, God, go watch the show, okay? Steven often grapples with the fact that he doesn't know much about his mom, but she's often very present in his life through the other crystal gems and their memories and experiences, and Steven now possesses that rose quartz and doesn't know how to wield it very well. So the constant reminder often clouds Steven's judgment in some situations. Part of the beauty of the show is the crystal gems and powerful figures for Steven to look up to, but given their crystal gems and not originally from Earth or know much about human culture, there's a growth from everyone on the show and relationships ebb and flow while they're all kind of learning from each other. It's a really smart show, y'all. You can be a strong, independent person and still have small, soft interactions with others or show emotion and that doesn't make you weak. Oh, and there there's a pink lion. I know that I said it was a lion, but there's a pink lion? That's all. The show takes place in a town called Beach City, and most of the show takes place there along the boardwalk. The gems have access to a network of warp pads that allow them to travel around the world for different sceneries, but Beach City is a cool backdrop to give Steven a place of home. He has his regular stops like the donut shop where Sadie and Lars work, the arcade, fish stew pizza, beach city walk fries, 
which is run by Mr. Fryman, of course, where Stephen buys just the fry bits. Just the bits, please. That's also where Petey and Ronaldo work, and Ronaldo is a cryptid enthusiast and conspiracy theorist. There's a lot. The town feels alive, though, with all these like reoccurring characters. And with all these characters, we have some awesome places for the show to explore friendship and relationship dynamics, complicated feelings, and history between the gems, or Stephen and his father, gem family, you know, dynamics in the city. There's the mayor, too. Ugh, y'all. And I don't know if you've gathered this from my ramblings, but the show is intelligent as hell, and often queer or has queer undertones or overtones in different moments, I swear. If little babe Cole had Steven Universe or She-Ra when I was younger, I feel like my path would have been different. I ain't mad, but oh boy. But if you're looking for a nice show that has some of that whimsy from Adventure Time, some existential dread of its own, and dynamic characters, and it's incredibly easy to watch, and that'll leave you feeling even more alive, give Steven Universe a gander. I just blasted through season one into season two, which was like 50 episodes, with incredibly great ease. And the episodes are 11 minutes, so like, get on it, my buds. It's delightful. Treat yourself. And I know I keep referencing Adventure Time because it has that humor and semi-similar world building of sorts, but Steven Universe is its completely own thing. And if you go to it thinking, heck yeah, I love Adventure Time, just know that the show takes place on a boardwalk and there's crystal gems who are not human beings living on Earth. It's There's no Jake the Dog or Candy Kingdom. It's definitely its own thing. It's just the closest thing I can uh, parallel to something that's cute and adorable and whimsical to having a lot of um, serious conversations. So keep that in mind. Also, there's Cookie Cat, which is episode one. You'll get that like 45 seconds in and I I gift you this treat. Um, But yeah, thank you for listening to Combo Breaker and I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. And if you did, I hope you share it with a friend. Check out OKRetro.Zone to see what's happening. And of course, you can follow at OKRetroZone across Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram. And I guess YouTube's a thing now too. But I hope you all have a fantastic week. Until next time. (laughs) 